rock, roll and crown. Yes, sir. Lord, please reserve a mansion, a robe and a crown. There will love will always abound. Let me be among the one. They're not going to be, and many, many won't make it. And they're not going to make it by choice. But Lord, allow us to be one of the ones that make it. Help us, Lord, as your church. Because we know everyone that's in Christ going to be all right. That's why it is important. To, to, to stay in Christ. Because that's when you can sing that song like you're going to get it. Because you're in Christ. If you ain't in Christ and you're singing it, you're, you're singing it trying to get with the program, and you got to get with the program. And the program is to get in Christ. Because it is in Christ, Ephesians 1, 3 says, all spiritual blessings are in Christ Jesus. Everything we need spiritually is in Christ Jesus. And don't ever forget that if you stay in Christ, no, and let me say to you, and no matter what happens, stay in Christ. Because again, that's where all spiritual blessings are. How are you doing this morning? I woke up this morning and put me some Chris Turner on my, my cell phone and took a shower with him singing. A crown. What's the crown? Golden crown. I'm in the shower. I'm all pumped up coming out the shower. Couldn't wait to come with the saints and finish being encouraged. Finish being motivated. Finish being pumped up. I didn't come here to get sad with y'all. I come here to celebrate what Christ has done for me. I come here to celebrate him dying on that cross. I come here to celebrate him in the empty tomb. I come to celebrate him rising on the third day. He did it for us. He left a, he left a home in heaven that he did not have to leave. Because we, we had a debt that we couldn't pay. And he came all the way down to pay a debt that he didn't know. But he loved us so much until he was willing to die for us. So I want to celebrate that. I want to celebrate all that God has done for me and you and our lives. That's how I feel about it. Some of y'all just came because 1130 you're supposed to be here, but I'm here to celebrate Jesus and all that he has done for us. And we have a precious Sister, well, last, last week, who got up because she said it was time to celebrate all God has done for her. And she came boldly, stood up here, I still preach another seven minutes, she stood right there, boldly, waiting for her turn to say that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Take me to the water. And she did that, and now she is here and, and, and inside, and, and now she, she can go to the, another, another picture man, mansion robe and crown now. Because now God has that whole package, not only waiting for us, but waiting for all who will obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to recognize our sister this morning, and that is Sister Philistine Jones. Stand up, Sister Jones. Stand right up, Sister Jones. Amen. Amen. Welcome, 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 welcome. Don't ever be afraid to celebrate what God has done for you. Tell the whole world about it because God is good. God don't mind his name being magnified. We scared to magnify it, but he don't mind. It being, and if we don't, and if we keep silence, I read somewhere that the rocks will cry out. God, what that mean to me is God saying, "I'm gonna get my glory. I'm not, now. I want my glory from my children. 
I want my glory from those that I love, but even if they hesitate, I'm going to get my glory. He said, I got angels and I got cherubims and I got seraphims in heaven, and all they do all day long, 24-7, is give me glory. That's all they do. So I'm going to get my glory because he's God. All I'm excited this morning. That's right. Because he's God all by himself. I want to let you know that the lesson that, that was chose today, and, and I do want to welcome our visitors and our friends and, and be so glad that you're here and you're worshiping God with us at the East Baltimore Church of Christ. And if you want to know anything about this church, we believe the Bible is right. We believe the Bible is the word of God, and it cannot be wrong. Now, we're not saying we are perfect in it, but we know perfection is in it, and we're striving to be all what God would have us to be. And even as we're on our way, he just keeps covering us with his blood. He just keeps covering us with his goodness. He just keeps covering us with his mercy because we are children of the most high God. Somebody said, well, what? what? What does it mean to be a child of the Most High God? Well, first of all, let me say this. The world, the whole world is in a disarray. They're calling wrong right and right wrong. The whole world, not just the United States, the whole world is messed up. They have identity issues all over the world. And we have to understand that one thing God has done for us is when we obeyed the gospel and became Christians, there was a name that was prophesied in old, that we would be called by a new name. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 11, verse number 26, that's when we got the reputation of being followers of the man called Jesus of Nazareth. The man who was said to be the Messiah. The man who was said to be the Christ. The anointed one, the Christ. So Acts eleven twenty six says, And when they had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And that is, that is the name that God expects all his children to wear, the name Christian. We want to call each other other stuff. Well, I'm not. I'm I'm spiritual, and you know, I'm a, I am a theist, or I am a believer in the unknown, and all this other crazy stuff. But the Bible says the name that we will be known by is the name of our Lord and Savior, who was the Christ. And since we follow the Christ, we are Christians. And everybody can't wear that name. Because in wearing that name, Galatians says, when you wear that name, then you are put basically into a new status. Because by wearing that name, that name is connected all the way back to Abraham, past Moses, past Isaiah, all the way back to Abraham, who got the promise. That one day all children, everybody in this world will have an opportunity to wear the name Christian because of the seed. The Bible says here in, in Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 15, he says, Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. He said, now, and, and here he's talking about the place that the law had. But he's saying that, but the law can't change the promise. The promise was given before the law. We are not children of the law. We are children of the promise. We have an eternal heritage because of the promise. Read the text. Now to, go ahead, Claiborne. 
promise made to Abraham. Go ahead. He said not unto seeds as of many, but as of one. He said into thy seed, which is who? Which is Christ. Abraham, from the promise was given to Abraham, was not about Isaac and Jacob and the 12 patriarchs. That one promise that he gave wasn't to many, but God was talking about one person, and that's Jesus Christ. And that's by who all would now believe in Jesus Christ so we will have our internal inheritance, not in the law, but in the promise, in the seed. Watch the text now. The Bible says here, for if the inheritance, if you, yours, and mine inheritance, we pick it up in verse number 17. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after the promise. That's it. That's it. Amen. 430 years after the promise. It says here, which, well, uh, that it should make the promise of none effect. How dare we say the promise is none effect is God. It was before the law. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. What are you preaching, preacher? I'm saying we got an inheritance. We got the name Christian. That's the name that gives you your inheritance. Don't you want your stuff? Don't you want that what belongs to you? The name Christian takes care of all that stuff. You get your mansion. You get your robe. You get your crap. Everything's in Christ. Get your stuff. That name Christian is able, and anybody in the world who obeys Jesus can have that name. It is a human right to have that name if you choose. In fact, that name is our birthright. That's our, in the New Testament, the name Christian is our birthright, and it comes with an inheritance that gives you much promises. That's, your, that, that's, our, that's the promise that was given to us. Look here, verse 29 in Galatians chapter 3. Right up the street, it says, Therefore, neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. And if we be in Christ, then are we what? Abraham's seed. And what else? And heirs, according to the promise. Get your stuff. We're heirs. I'm going to eat a story in Jacob because sometimes the world is trying to make us sell our inheritance. The world is trying to make you sell your birthright. The world is trying to make you ashamed of calling yourself Christians, calling yourself the appointed anointed of God, call yourself the heirs of salvation, calling yourself the heirs of heaven and the heirs of the kingdom, the church. World trying to make you make you afraid. Tell you my sermon this morning is never sell what God gave you. Never sell. What God gave you, it is, listen, listen, it is a benefit to wear the name Christian. People trying to wear all this other, I'm a five percenter, and I'm a Hebrew Israel, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a Mormon a, a prophet, and uh, all this other stuff. Why can't we just be Christians? Children of the most high God. When you look at the birthright. Maybe I need to start Claiborne. I start right there. Maybe they don't know what they got. See, back in the day of Genesis chapter 25, go back there, when Esau is going to sell his birthright. Let me tell you what he was selling. Because some of us try to make it just, he just didn't want to have, uh, 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 wear that name no more. He ain't want that title. It's more than a title. Yeah, right. It's more than that. You know what a birthright is? It is the right of birth, of first birth. Okay. Okay. When we are first fruits of the Spirit, uh -huh. 
we have what we call spiritually first birth. And with that first birth comes right. Back in the Old Testament, in the early history of mankind, God had given the principle of the right of first birth, which was a birthright. Listen what you enjoy. The firstborn son enjoyed a favorite position, which was called by law, Deuteronomy 21 and 17, that was his birthright. That means that when his daddy started to divvy up the inheritance, he get a double portion. He get double, but they ain't fair. Why he get more than the other children? He just, because it's a, because it's his birthright. He got he got favor. See y'all know y'all got favor. Y'all got your, your birthright gives you you are precious in the sight. You are some. Stop walking around your head down like you ain't nobody. You you a Christian. You somebody. You got a birthright in Christ. You got a double portion. What else did he give you? Listen, he was privileged not only to inherit that double portion, but he could also expect to receive a special blessing before his father died. His father, because back then, so you'll know, back in the patriarchal period, the father was the priest of the house. God listened. To the father. It ain't like right now. It ain't like now daddy say something and everybody acting like they don't hear him. You know, you know, that's just daddy talking. No, 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 no. I wish I was back in the day. Everybody listen to me. I'm daddy. I'm dad. Daddy got something he want to say. Daddy got something he want to say. I'm not a buffoon. That was daddy talking. And when daddy gave a blessing or a word, then God would honor that word that that father, that patriarch, would give in that house. So it was important when he spoke a word, you better listen. When he spoke a word because God would allow him to bestow that birthright blessing upon his next son, the son, his firstborn son. Let me tell you what else happened in this uh, first rites here. Not only do you get a special blessing, not only do you get a double portion, but after his father died, he becomes the head of the family. Because he's the firstborn. If he got 11 sons, he became the firstborn son. In fact, Reuben in the tribe of Israel should have been or he had his birthright. But one thing about a birthright, a birthright because of sin can be taken from you. First Chronicles chapter 5, verse 1 and 4 teaches us that, that Reuben lost his birthright and it was given to Joseph because Reuben sinned. He slept with his father's concubine. You can lose it. You can forfeit it. You can just sell it and give it away. It's your birthright. But if you do, along with that comes all the benefits of the promise. Along with giving that, see, when you display, see, some of us don't enjoy being Christians enough for me. Some of us, we don't enjoy it. We don't, I don't know what's going on. We just, it's like, you know, I'm a, so what, I'm a Christian. I don't, I don't care. I'm a Christian, you know. You know we go out and get a job, and now we're the general manager. I'm a general manager. Look, I'm a general manager. I'm a general manager. Look, I'm a general manager. I'm a general manager. I'm supervisor. I'm supervisor. I'm supervisor. All this other stuff. But, and bragging on it. Bragging on it. But the sister, you got the best gift last Sunday that anybody can get in the world. You now wear the name Christian. Wear proudly. I'm a Christian. Wear it because it's the name. It's the, the, there's power in the name Christian because Christian is connected to Christ. Oh, church. Church. Y'all ain't ready for this sermon. This morning. How long I got here? See, and then when you look at the, the birthright, not only was he the head of the family, but he also became the spiritual leader. He the priest of the family because of birthright. And our birthright that we have, well, let me show you something. Once you understand your birthright, 
when the world come and offer you or challenge your birthright, don't give it to them. Amen. Don't buy into it. Don't sell it. Sometimes we're quick. We get all, uh, things ain't going right in our life. Things ain't what they need to be. And we forget we wear the greatest name in the world. We forget we Christian. We feel like we ain't, I ain't nobody. I ain't got nobody. I'm lonely. I don't have no friend. I ain't got no boyfriend. I ain't got no girlfriend. I ain't got no car. I ain't got no house. I ain't got no. But you got Jesus. You can have all the silver and all the gold you want to give me, Jesus. Listen, watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. And in Genesis chapter 25. You're going to find out here that with the birthright, it's going to come some challenges of the world trying to get you to sell your birthright. The Bible says here in Genesis chapter 25, starting at verse 19, and these are a generation of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, to wife, and the daughter of Bithiel of Syrian, and Pan Panaram, the sister of Laban of Assyrian or Syrian. Let me explain what all that means. What all that means is this. Yes, Abraham went into Hagar and had Ishmael. But that was not the seed of promise. God would decide who would be the seed of promise. Because it was not going to come from somebody else. It was going to come from Sarah herself. But brother says, Sarah was an old lady. I don't care how old she was. They ain't got nothing to do with Almighty God. You could be 100 years old. God wants you to have a baby. You could be all juiced up. And you're having a baby. Oh, sure. Because God got the power to do just what he said. Amen. Abraham thought time was running out. And him and Sarah panicked and went and she told him, go get Hagar. But time wasn't right. It wasn't God's time. When you talk about inheritance, don't measure your inheritance by your time. It's a promise given to you, and it will be always yours for as long as you hold on to it. Now, trouble's going to come, but you got to hold. You got to believe. Go watch the text. Then the text says here, 20, Isaac, he, he entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. Uh-oh, a problem. They go, a problem. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to get another baby out here. We got to get a baby out. We got to get a baby out. But Rebecca, she's barren. Rebecca is not, ain't nothing coming out. She can't produce no baby. We need some babies here. We need some babies here. When you get in a tight situation, when you think stuff can't happen, I'm telling you, talk to God about it. He makes some stuff happen. See, some of us, we be panicking. Oh, yeah. oh, you know, you know how, come on now, let me, let me get real, let me get real. You know, you get about 35-year-old lady, you're about 35, so I'm going to say, uh-uh, the, the clock ticking now, clock ticking, clock ticking now, clock ticking, 30, 35 and a half, clock ticking, clock ticking, clock ticking. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you start narrowing down the pool. The pool getting narrow now, you know. Oh, no, you ain't one of my Bonnie, but Bonnie, the only one asking right now. Pool is liquor. 36, here you go. Oh, 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 it's getting time running out, time running out. Do not ever choose a mate like that. Do not ever choose a mate based upon some chronological time. That is a wrong, you, you talk about getting messed up. Amen. You're going to get messed up. They're running out of time here, they, 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 they thought. But guess what? Uh, uh, Isaac, he ain't panic. What did the Bible say, Claiborne? What did he do? And Isaac the Lord for his wife. Hold it right there. Hold it. Hold it. Baby, you can't have no baby. Ain't nothing happening. Watch this. Lord, we're in trouble. I am the seed of promise. And 
I'm supposed to carry on the seed. But nothing's happening. And we need you. And we need you in a mighty way. We're not going to panic. We're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. We're not going to say you're not almighty. We're not going to say what you can't do because you can do anything. So we're asking you to look into this situation right now. I don't know how he prayed, but that prayer was so good. He got two for one. Let's see. 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 Because she, and the Lord was entreated of him. I mean, the Lord like what he was talking right. I can hear him say, I'm not gonna quit, I'm not gonna give up, I'm not gonna back up, I'm not gonna back out, I'm not gonna back down. He entreated the Lord was pleased, he entreated him. And Rebecca, his wife, conceived. And the children, not child, the children struggle within her. Everybody see the text here? And the children struggle together within her, and she said, if it be so, why is this happening? Let me, let me tell you what's happening now. Because life can deal you some strange stuff. She, they have all these x-rays and all this stuff back then where you could see what the sex is going to be and if, it, if it's two in there, three in there, five in there, you know, you know, you ain't have all that stuff. No, no, no. We have to see later. And so what's happening is there is a suspecting that something unusual is going on inside. There's just movement that's not your normal movement for a baby. The Bible classified it as a, a struggle. She said, somebody fighting in there. Now, I don't know whether or not they fighting. I don't know who they fighting in. I don't know who they fighting in. There's something going on. Lord, if it be thou so, what's going on? Lord, if it be thou this, and, and, well, what's going on? Why am I going through this struggle? What are you saying, preacher? Sometimes life is not going to be the way you want it to be all the time. But you just got to hold on to your birthright. No matter what life may bring you. It may bring you a mountain, might bring you a valley, might bring you gold, might bring you uh, well, you got a diamond and then you got a cubic zirconia. The young people say, what in the world is a Cuban zircon here? Back in the day, it looked like a diamond, but it didn't even look like a diamond. We called it a diamond. You don't know what life is going to bring you. And the Bible says here in verse 23, and the Lord said, to her, let me tell you what's going on. There's two nations are in your womb. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. Somebody might say, well, look. Isaac, what you pray? Why in the world you say to God, I got two nations in me, battling, struggling. The text says right here, God said that uh, two people shall be separated from thy bowels, and, the, and one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. What God is saying is, Rebecca, I'm using you and your husband because I have a design that I'm going to work and I'm going to work it through you. I don't think I got it yet. Watch this. Watch the text. 24. And when her days were delivered, were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red all over. Harry, God, that's a hairy baby, man. Look at a hairball. And hair came out red and all, and, all, and all over like in hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out. And his hand took hold on Esau's heel. And his name will be called Jacob. And Isaac was three score and three score and three score years old, 60, when she bare them. Wait a minute. Here's what I want you to see. 
Because there's a story behind that, that rascal Jacob grabbing Esau's heels. See, here's the beautiful thing about God. Jacob, Jacob, God's child, but Jacob was something else. Jacob was a, he was an opportunist. Don't ever put anything out there that he can take advantage of. Because God loved him, but he was a, he's an opportunist. I'm glad I'm reading this because it's going to show you that God does not use perfect people to work his perfect plan. He just used people that when he, when they get out of line, he can smack them back in line. Oh, that's good news right there. And, and so he took all of his heels. Now watch this. And the boys grew. And Esau was a cunning hunter. He was cunning means skilled, smart, professional hunter. Had some sense to him. Uh, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Let me give it to you like this. Esau was a blue-collar worker. Put his hand to the mud. Work his hands, work his hands. Jacob was a white-collar worker. He already trying to get you signed stuff you got to read two or three times. Okay, he white-collar. He had to throw it down. He signed this. Don't, don't, don't sign it. Read it. Read it. And that's how, that's how, that's how Jacob was. So what happens is, is that, let me show you how stuff just don't go right in our lives, but don't sell your birthright. There was some stuff going on in the family as well. Brother Claiborne, read verse 28. Uh-huh. 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 Oh, 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 oh. Trouble. Trouble in the house. Daddy loves Esau. He said, that's my boy. Jacob, Jacob, my son, but it's my boy right here. It's my, it's my, it's my boy right here. That boy, he's a hot, that's a bad brother right there. He got, pow! Bring me some venison, that boy. He's a, Jacob, Jacob. I'm just saying what the Bible said now. Because what I'm trying to teach you is when stuff happens in your life that ain't quite right, don't lose your mind. Don't go, my life is all messed up. Mama loves him more than he loved me, and daddy don't love me right than he loved him. And, and my daddy crossed the country and ain't never come see me and all that stuff. Listen, that is sin of the world. And don't let it determine your destiny and your birthright and your promise and your inheritance in Christ Jesus. Don't let it determine it. They ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I'm about to say something right now. My, I can't tell everything. My goodness, it's a good one too. I can't tell you. You don't need to know. But don't let it ain't. Uh, let me just say this. It ain't determined my destiny. Now watch this. Watch this. And, and, and so what you got going on here is, and Jacob sought pottage, and Esau came from the field. Now wait a minute. That sought pottage is, it's like a soup. He making there. That suit smelling good. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Tell you what's happening now so you'll know. Here's another thing that can make you sell your birthright that you should never sell. Yeah. Never sell what God gave you, church. What's going to happen here is Jacob or Esau is coming out in the field and Esau is weak. He is faint. He is struggling. In our life as Christians, every day is not a sunny day. Every day is not a sunny day. But you got to learn what James says as Christians, as heirs to the promise, you got to be able to look past the clouds and still see the sun. The Bible, James said, count it all joys when you fall into stuff. Divers, that's many different types of stuff. It's going to happen in your life. It's going to happen in my life. But still look at the sun. 
Why am I saying that? Because you know, you be in a situation right here where 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 where. where Esau comes from the field, he's faint, he's weak, he, he, he's struggling, and he's vulnerable. Just like some of us did sometimes. But he also did one thing we should never do. He forgot who he was. Bible said here in verse number 30, and Esau said unto Jacob, feed me, I pray thee. With that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore, his name was called Eden, because it's about the decisions he's making. Yeah. Let me tell you, I'll be out now. What's happening is he said, Would you give me some of that stew, brother? Feed me. Give me some. But Jacob is a surplanter. He takes advantage of every situation. We got some surplanters in here today. Truth be told, they love the Lord, they Christians, but boy, they're opportunists. They're opportunists. They test their line all the time. And Jacob told Esau, he, he obviously thought in his mind, this is an opportunity. I, I, ooh, and he, look at him. He's weak. He hardly Look at him. I, 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 got, I can see Bill, I can see him picking up a little bit of suit. Mm. Oh, my goodness gracious. You want some of this? Tell you what. Sell me your birthright. Sell me your birthright. Sell it to me. I'll buy from you. I'll give you some stew for your birthright. See, all church, y'all, I hope you get this. The world is going to try to get you to sell your birthright. That job you got. Once you sell your birthright. I know you're supposed to be in church on Sunday. But I can give you triple time. Sell me. I know you got bills, gas, electric, got your car insurance due, car note due. I know you got to put some food in the house. Sell it to me. Sell it. I give you double time. I give you double time all sun, every Sunday this month. Sell me your birthright. Sell me your obligation to be in the house of God, worshiping God, serving God, honoring God, glorifying God, magnifying God. Sell it to me. Sell me your birthright. You got a price. Unfortunately, too many of us got a price on our birthright. Don't ever sell what God gave you. He gave it to you for a reason. It's yours. It belongs to you. Don't sell it. The world wants to sell it. Cousin come over the house. He's 16 years old switching. Tell you I'm Uncle, I'm coming over and I'm bringing, bringing my companion with me. Her name, her name, uh, uh, Tebow. I ain't talking about Tebow, but illustration. And he come in your house. This is your favorite nephew. This is the one you really, really care about. But what you want for all of your family members is for them to get the same birthright that you have. And our job is to push our kinfolk in the way of Jesus. Even if you got to hurt their feelings. You might have to be bad uncle or bad aunt. But a birthright is important. Try to get them their own birthright, but don't sell your. Y'all getting this? Y'all don't hear me. It's coming. It's, it's here. 
We're going to be challenged to sell uh, the promise and our birthright given to us by God. Let me finish up the lesson. Watch this. Watch this. He said, sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, behold, I'm at the point to die. Bad reasoning. Some of you will say, well, they offered me triple time and I got that car note. And this, I take care of it. And he said, I can work from, from, from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night on Sundays. And I can do it for four weeks. And he told me that was going to give me enough money to do what I need to do. I know God got to understand. Yeah. This opportunity only comes every now and then. Yeah. It is a test right. from the enemy. To find out what your birthright means to you. Let me help somebody. Somebody's out there scared right now. So, so brother, think you mean I can't work on Sunday? You can't miss your worship on Sundays. See, when your when your birthright is important to you, you ain't gonna sell it. You know what you're gonna do? You go let Boston say, "Listen, I gotta have some worship time." I got an 8 a.m. service I can go to. I got an 11 o'clock service I can go to. I got a 4.30 service I can go to. I'm going to church. Now, if you really want me in here and want to help me out on Sunday, I got to have some God time in here. Now, you choose which one, boss man. If you stand up bold, see, sometimes we go all week to the boss. I... I want the overtime, but I got to, you know, I go to church, don't you? I, I go to church. and I wonder if you would please grant me um, just some time. If I understand if you can't, because I know there's a lot going on, but I wonder if you possibly could. See, you can't come like that. You come like that. You wishy-washy already. You want the money? I got to know. But then how you come? You got to come to... Boss man, let me say this. Um, I can work on Sunday, but I gotta go to. I'm going to church. Now I got an eight, eleven, and a four thirty service I can meet. Now I leave it up to you to pick which one. Well, but there we really need you. I want to be here, but I'm not missing church. Now you can pick which one. If you can't work it out, understand because I'm going to church. See, when you come like that. Let me tell you why they're more inclined to work with you. Because you come in with conviction. You come in showing them right off front, I ain't selling my birthright. I ain't selling my Christianity. I ain't selling my relationship with God. I ain't selling my place in the kingdom. I'm not selling Jesus out. Now you can take me this way or leave me alone. See, but Esau, he looked the other way and say, I'm about to die. Listen, you ain't going nowhere till God says so. Do y'all believe that for real? I believe that. I believe, I, I know doctors can give you all this stuff and I know that, but at the end of the day, I know who holds my life in his hand. I'm about to die. And what profit shall this, and he's saying, what profit shall this birthright be? It ain't doing me no good. Never look at Christianity like that. Christianity is the, oh, let me close my Bible. What time is it? Christianity is the best thing that ever happened to you in your entire life. It is the best. Say, and I ain't talking about a little better. I'm talking about the very best. Listen, if you don't believe it, don't raise your hand, but all of you believe that Christianity, I mean by far, don't give me that, well, yes, I guess it's the, yeah, yeah. No, no, keep your hand down. If Christianity, your relationship with God, is the best thing that ever happened to you, raise your hand. Raise your hand. 
best thing. Best thing. Best. Don't cheapen it. Don't sell it. Don't give it away. Don't let nobody borrow it. It's yours. And keep it forever. That's my sermon. I'm tired. Sister Philistine Jones came and got hurt last week. Stood up here bold and got her stuff right. And now eternal life awaits her as she continues to be faithful unto death. God said, I got something for you. If you're out there and you want to do the same thing this morning, you want to get your birthright, it's available. It's available under the New Testament system. But you get your birthright under this system by getting connected with the promise. And that seed, that promise is Jesus Christ. That promise was given to Abraham about Jesus Christ. And if you want to get your birthright and wear that birthright name Christian, then you need to do what you know you need to do today. You got to hear God's word. Believe God's word. Repent of your sin. Confess your faith in Christ and get yourself baptized into Christ for the remission of your sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. All you got to do, the Bible says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And I'm going to say this before I close out because after I close out, I, 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 I understand that, that, that we got some thinking to do. But I want y'all to stay for the whole service today Amen. because we got to take the ballots after the morning worship yeah. of our leadership. So don't get up and leave Amen. until you do your ballots. I'll be giving you later on. But at this time right now, there's one ballot you need to worry about. Amen. Amen. One. And that is to choose Jesus or choose something else. That's it. It's Jesus or not. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want them to misunderstand something else. It do kind of sound like an option. There ain't no option. Amen. Choose Jesus mm -hmm. or nothing. Amen. Choose heaven. Mm -hmm. you, ain't, you ain't even got to choose hell. Well, amen. Amen. Hell is the birthright of sinners. That's right. Amen. Yes, it is. Choose heaven or else. That's right. By default, you're choosing the lake of fire. Amen. And I will not sit in my seat another second Amen. without making a decision for Jesus Christ. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Won't you come right now? The water's ready. The, 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 the baptizer's ready. Heaven's ready. The angel's ready. Are you ready? Won't you come as we all stand right Amen. now? Josh, sing us a good song, brother. I was sinking deep in sin. To all young people today, probably 40 and under, you're being especially attacked. And the reason why you're being especially attacked is because the Bible is being challenged like no other time. And the world is directly attacking the Bible as not being God's book, but being a book that belongs to some other nation. And I'm telling you, that that's a lie straight from the devil. Amen. We got to be careful to make sure we're not trying to be tricked and going after something that God don't want you to go after. There's all these new movements, these uh, five percenters and Hebrew Israelites and people who just want to be Jews. Out there who trying to force you into believing that the Bible is wrong Amen. and you are something other than what God made you. Well. And what I want to let you know is the title and name Christian is what everybody got to be now in order to be saved. Amen. Amen. 
Don't try to run back and say, oh, I'm, I'm a Jew and run over there. You in trouble. They got to be Christians. Why would you leave something that you got that, that belonged to you over to something that's not yours? Oh, my goodness gracious. When you as a Christian got everything you need right now. That's right. Amen. So I want to warn you. When these five percenters and Hebrew Israelites and Islam and, and, and black Muslims and all these other people try to come and steal your birthright. Well, don't you let them. Amen. Don't you tell them that Jesus Christ is enough for me. That's right. Amen. You tell them that Jesus Christ is all I need. Amen. Amen. And don't be debating with them and fighting over them. Well, you know, the Bible was written, and, and they got the Bible really came from this other book over it. What about the book of Enoch and all this other stuff? Don't even, don't listen to it. Amen. It is foolishness. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And if you struggle in that area because somebody almost got your head, I do one-on-one -on -one classes. All right, all right. You can come see me one-on-one because -on -one, I love you and I care about you. Amen. Come see me. If you can't get me, come see Brother Veal. Amen. See Brother Claiborne one-on-one. -on -one. And we will sit you down and I will take you book, chapter, and verse. Amen. Amen. Just open your heart and be ready to receive the truth. That's what's happening in the 1240s and unders. What's happening to the rest of us is secular life. Mm. It's trying to take our birthright. Mm. That one-eyed devil called the TV. Yeah. Okay. Have mercy. Trying to steal your birthright. Yeah. That other and its twin cousin, the internet. internet. Yeah. 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 It's trying to steal your birthright. Amen. Instagram, yeah. tweeting. Facebook, get your face out of Facebook. Oh, Lord, I wish they would take their face out of Facebook and put their face in the book. That's right. Amen. I'm finished preaching. I just that was free. Sing a song. Sing a song. Souls in danger. Won't you dead me? Remember, never sell what God gave you.